Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Hello and Happy New Year to our fitness family around the world. Welcome back and thanks for joining me on this brand new season of the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Todd Webster, Ideas Editor-in-Chief and your host for the podcast. It's been a minute or two since our last episode of 2021, but our team is recharged and ready to bring you another 20 shows in this season three of the podcast. I wanna kick things off by saying thank you for coming back after our short hiatus. We embarked on this journey starting in March of last year, and it's been quite a rich and rewarding experience. I've had the opportunity to have in-depth conversations with dozens of industry experts over the span of our 40 plus episodes. It's been a joy and a labor of love. And now that we're rested up, we're ready for more. But if you didn't catch the first two seasons, you can always go back and have a listen as so much of the information and wisdom imparted by our guests is timeless and valuable to your business. Today, I'm launching us into 2022 by talking to Marisa Piper, Ideas Director of Events, and Ryan Halverson, Ideas Director of Event Programming. They'll share news about what's in store for Idea Events this year, and specifically, we'll talk about Idea Personal Trainer Institute, coming up in just three weeks in Alexandria, Virginia. Stay with me to get an insider's view of the program, the planned experiences, and safety precautions for this in-person event. Welcome, Risa and Ryan. It's great to have you back on the pro show. Thanks for joining me. Of course, it's great to be back. Thanks for having us, Sandy. So I would love to start by having both of you introduce yourselves and briefly describe the career path that led you to IDEA and the work you do for IDEA members. Marisa, would you kick us off? Sure. Hi. Hi, everybody. Um, It's great to be back. Thank you so much for having us, Sandy. Um, You know, I think on the first time we went through on the podcast, too, I remember talking because I was brand new to IDEA about where my career, you know, had taken me. And obviously it's landed me here at IDEA. Um, But I got to IDEA because of COVID. Um, I lost my job uh, in New York City at the top of COVID. Uh, when all events were canceled and I was with a a company called Ideco Productions and I was doing really large scale activations, concerts, producing World Pride in Times Square. Um, So a little bit of a departure, you know, to moving on to the fitness industry. And prior to that, I had been with companies like the Clio Awards producing their award show and um, doing my world tours with Tony Robbins, which um, I was with them for almost four years and traveling around the world doing and producing his concert like events, I would say, but more than uh, anything, um, you know, they were arena sized um, educational sessions. And, uh, you know, before that mix of, you know, a bunch of stuff that brought me um, to my love of live events, a lot of television, a lot of other live events, especially within the LGBT community. So fun stuff. And now I'm here in the fitness world and I, I'm loving it. It's a new muscle. I'm learning so much. Um, It's been great. 
Well, it's been great to have you here. Thanks for that overview. And I really appreciate being reminded about the background on your career and just really the array of cool things you've done along the way that brought you to us. Um, And it's hard for me to believe that you came on board here going on two years ago, I think, and you have yet to experience the excitement of a live in-person idea event. I have a good idea. I have a good idea. (laughs) But this is the year all of that changes. It is. Um, I'll just say after two decades of covering idea events for Fitness Journal, prepare to have your mind absolutely blown. It's going to be it's going to be a blast. Even with the virtual events, you know, and which was, a again, another departure from what I had done and everyone had to, you know, you know, pivot as we all have overused this word in the last two years because we just keep pivoting is that, you know, you just had to make the best of it. And we learned. And now, you know, I am so thrilled as someone who has now been here a year and four months to be like, I finally get to see my first in-person event with idea. So I think that makes it even cooler for me right now. Yeah, we definitely all have laid down new neural pathways and ripped yeah. new muscle and flexed these new muscles. I mean, just everybody in the, on the planet has had to do that over the past couple of years. So for sure. Um, yeah. So now on to Ryan, who is certainly no stranger to many idea members. Um, if you would please catch us up on your career path and how you landed in the role of ideas event program director. Yeah, so thanks, Sandy. Again, uh, grateful to be here and to share about PTI and the experiences that we're going to have next month. Um, I have been with IDEA in some iteration since 2004, uh, predominantly in the editorial department, working with you, Sandy, as one of the editors. Working as a contributor, I took some time away to do some freelance stuff. And um, then it was February of 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We know how these two past two years has been. It's like it's five years, it's ten, it's one year. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a you know it's a mess. But uh, so February twenty twenty, I applied for the director of programming um, role. Heard that it was available, and uh, fortunately got the job. Interesting to start into a new career in uh, producing events as COVID happened. So then one month later, right after our last Idea Personal Trainer event in person in March twenty twenty, we shut down and went virtual. So interesting time to get into the events business. Like you all said, it was, you know, all about stretching new muscles, trying new things, getting really used to looking at yourself on camera all of the time, which has been something that I was not used to. <laughs> Usually behind the scenes kind of a person and now I'm, you know, front and center. So now we're all like makeup, makeup. makeup. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I was like, so, here. Yeah. But it's been a fun experience. I've really enjoyed the virtual events that we've put on. Again, we, we you know, really tried to uphold the standard that IDEA has set for so many years. And I think we were able to achieve that. We grew, we learned new new skills, et cetera, which I think is only going to make us even more successful at producing in-person events because I'd, I'd say virtual events are more difficult in a lot of different in a lot of different ways. You really have to captivate. You really have to produce content that is valuable and keeps users engaged in a world where they are completely, you know, scattered and there's so much going on around them to attract their attention. Whereas in an in-person event, you go into a room and you're singularly focused. So um, Mm -hmm. it's going to only help us improve how we produce our in-person events, which I'm excited for. Yeah. In-person is definitely more of a captive audience. And then you have the the energy of the whole crowd to work off of, which um, I I think this industry particularly really feeds off of that. Yeah, and it's um, interesting because a lot of the the folks that I've spoken to that have were forced to go into the online atmosphere, 
it, you know, they didn't like it at first, but they'd also said, they're like, I had to learn how to be really even more engaging. I had to learn how to take it up 10 notches because I'm on a computer screen trying to fight for the attention of those who are there in front of me. And so it only made them better speakers and presenters, which is, which is an interesting sort of a silver lining, silver lining to this COVID experience. Right. Absolutely. Well, it, it's been great to have you back at IDEA, Ryan, and, and just really to see the incredible work you've done to reimagine and update our programming. It's both uh, consciously inclusive, it's richly diverse in terms of both topics and the talented uh, subject matter experts who are presenting for us. Um, and I've really enjoyed expanding my own point of view on our industry through the lenses of such talented pre presenters and just really rich topics that you've unearthed. So um, I just want to thank both of you for all you bring to the table um, for IDEA and its membership. So um, all of that said, let's get into the details of IDEA Personal Trainer Institute, which we call PTI for shorthand. If, mm -hmm. if we go there, you'll know what we're talking about. Um, this is an intensive educational event designed specifically for personal trainers that starts on February 24th, which is exactly three weeks from today. Um, so, and so for starters, as you mentioned, Ryan, I find it ironic that IDEA PTI 2020 was the last in-person event IDEA hosted before the world shut down two years ago. So um, if the two of you can please pick up where we left off after that event and recap all, and you have already done this, but recap all of the change and challenge the events team has been through since the fateful week when a worldwide pandemic was declared. Oh, well, holy smoke, Sandy. I know I'm a, two years ago when we were getting rumblings of this pandemic, we were hearing about it coming from Asia and moving its way toward the United States. And it was only just a trickle in the United States. There wasn't a whole lot of talk about it. There was a concern about it. But I remember being at PTI in 2020 and just this strange feeling that took over the entire experience where people were sort of hesitant. There was like, do we elbow bump? What's the word? You know, what's the scenario? Can we hug? And some people were just like, I'm going to throw caution in the wind. I'm going to hug. I don't know what the repercussions will be. But the general consensus among all of us there was it'll be over in a couple of weeks. Like every sort of <laughs> pandemic type thing we've experienced in the past for, I don't know, decades and decades, it's gone away at some point. And so that was the consensus. We're like, we'll see you in uh, July at World. And then lo and behold, we were given different news and forced out of in-person events and to virtual events. And so like we said before, that's sort of where we left off was, you know, before World, we were we had to scramble to figure out how we were going to produce an event that was different than anything we had ever done before. We're so good at in-person events. We've got decades of experience with these in-person events, and we had to really find new ways to engage our audience and to also provide them with the education that they need to not only, you know, continue to enhance their careers, but to survive and maybe even hopefully thrive during these unprecedented times. Mm hmm. Unprecedented for sure. Marisa, anything to add there? No, you know, it, this was before me. This is, you know, I came on after, you know, we had gone um, virtual for World and then we continued to do virtual for our, you know, Personal Trainer Institute last year and then World again. And so, you know, I, all I heard about when I was being brought on is what an incredible job my team did on, on, on making that transition from in-person to virtual. And of course, in my head, I was like, 
world, we're not going to do any more virtual events. This is going to be over. And every time I keep saying that, you know, we've got a new transformer named, you know, variant that's, you know, taking over. And at the end, the, at the end of the day, you know, I have just had to take a deep breath, manage my expectations and say, well, we've got to figure out what's happening for today. And I think part of the conversation we're going to have today is the decisions we've made for this event are because of what's happening today. It has nothing to do with even, you know, two months, three months prior, you know, or down the road for world while we are taking the same you know trajectory things we're talking about today are because of what's basically happening in the last two weeks and right now in the world we're living on with um omicron and that's yeah. an excellent point i was in a i participated in a webinar yesterday then and uh it was with program directors and one of them had said like i'm a planner i plan my year out but what this has taught me is that i can have a plan but i need to be flexible with that yes. plan because it can change on a dime and we have to change directions and i don't want to use the p word because i'm tired of hearing it and using it <laughs> but you know we have to we can't have plans but we have to have the expectation that those plans can change at any moment and that's something that COVID has taught us yeah. well We've learned to be extremely adaptive and flexible with our with what we do moving forward, whether it's in sessions and with clients or big events like what we're about to produce in February. Yeah, well, well put. Um, and, and I know the, the team, Marisa, you and your team have been studying other in-person event models and mm -hmm. clo closely following various public health guidance on best practices for gathering in person safely. Um, and of course, this is at the top of everyone's minds, especially if you're attending PTI. Yes. So if, if you could walk us through what our safety protocols will be on site and describe our philosophy on keeping all staff, attendees and faculty safe while attending the event. Yeah, no, uh, thank you so much for that opportunity, you know, and for this opportunity, I should say, Sandy, and, and what we're trying to do. And, and I think one of the biggest, the biggest things that I'm going to say today is, and I want to make it clear that it's not a, a, we're not making a, a shift, if you will, in our messaging, we're making, we're, we're making changes because of what I just said, something that's happening currently that we could not have anticipated. You know, we had another variant such as Omicron come through and it's it's spreading, you know, so rapidly that we really want had to take a step back and say, how can we make sure that we provide a safe environment for all of our members who are coming to participate to, to participate in an event we're putting on? So what we've decided to do is to uh, require proof of vaccination mm -hmm. uh, for personal trace personal trainer institute uh, and or in lieu of your vaccination, um, a 24 hour to 48 hour negative test prior, prior, excuse me, um, prior to that, um, so funny, um, prior to that. And if not, um, we will have some tests on site as well. So the big thing for us right now is, is making sure that people understand that we took the next step to say, Hey, we're going to require vaccinations. We also understand, um, there are individuals out there that, um, have varying opinions about vaccinations. So we are offering the opportunity for them to show a negative test. And then we will have some tests on site as a backup. We have also increased the number of sanitizing sanitizing stations we have and the amount of, um, uh, basically product we'll have available for sanitizing equipment between sessions. Mm -hmm. We are also following the CDC guidelines, state guidelines, and hotel guidelines when it comes to mask mandates. And we will have a better update on that 
two weeks prior to the event, but right now we're just going on the baseline of that. The newest addition is the requirement of vaccination or proof of vaccination, excuse me. And um, I think that, did I miss anything, Ryan? I think that was the only other thing that we decided to do. And then we also, because we also decided to limit the number of participants and and to increase the number in, excuse me, the square footage of distance you would have between another person participating in one of the more physical sessions. Mm. Yeah, I think you did that. I think that's, that gets it all. Okay. That, yeah, I've written it like ten times now, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to memorize it. Yeah, it's it's really reassuring to me to hear how carefully you've planned for our collective safety. So thanks for outlining these policies. Um, next up, I'd love for you to share a general overview of how the event will unfold and what the two of you feel some of the highlights will be, sort of from a big picture, because we're going to dig into programming after this. But what can ex uh, attendees expect from the event? Yeah, so, I mean, aside from Omicron and, and COVID, we're back true to form as we have been in the past. We've got about 100 sessions, uh, about 50 top-level presenters um, up to 20 CECs, you know, similar to what we've done in the past as far as the overall event. We're going to have a networking event where people can get back in person and connect. To, you know, that's one of the main reasons that people come to our events is to, you know, they're, they're in the field so much that oftentimes fitness professionals feel like they're in a silo and then they get to come back and talk shop with their peers that they don't see, you know, for a year at a time or six months at a time. And in this experience, probably over two years since there haven't been that many in-person events. So we're excited to produce this event and get everybody back together, of course, in you know our limited capacity to make sure that we're keeping everybody safe and healthy. Um, so that's pretty much the gist. We've got an opening keynote, which I'm excited about, uh, from Sherry McMillan, IDEA Personal Trainer of the Year many years ago. She's going to talk about resilience, which I think is a topic that is on everybody's minds. You know, again, one of the main themes that we took from these past couple of years is you know, we needed to be resilient in order to survive and thrive while we were in limited capacities. And she's going to talk about how you're going to do that and in COVID and beyond, because hopefully at some point we will be in some ways past this. And then we can use these tools that she's going to share to be able to make our careers mm -hmm. what we wanted them to be before COVID, during COVID, and then for decades afterward. Mm. And, you know, and it's Brian, you know, is such a great job of the overview because he um, has a hand in 99.9% .9 of it and <laughs> and the brilliant programming that um, that he brings to the table, as previously mentioned by you, Sandy, and the thoughtfulness that he does to and puts forth for every program. But I also want to just mention, too, that, you know, what we're bringing to the table is our first in-person event back from COVID. There is going to be a ton of energy. There's, you know, we have so much enthusiasm to put forward this event, which is why we have chosen to keep it in person. We've chosen to keep it in person and we aren't currently offering a virtual option because we know we can do this safely. And we know that we're going to bring energy to the table that I think everybody's been craving and missing for the last couple of years. Yeah. The, the community connection is really magic. You know, I, you, I meet someone at every event who just continues to make a difference in my career or in some of the coverage we do. And so meeting people in, in person and really connecting and bringing that, you know, bringing our community together is going to be super special. Um, I'm so excited to be attending. Um, and, you know, a note, side note, Ryan, I'll be recording a number of podcasts on site. And I've been looking through the PTI brochure to try to choose a lineup of guests to record with me. And I have to say that you made my 
my job both easy and tough because there are so many great people and topics to choose from. Um, and I know it's hard to single out sessions as special, but I'm going to put you on the spot anyway, um, especially when you're the one who planned them. You know, they're all your favorite children kind of thing. But Ryan, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the education lineup and what you think makes the program unique from other fitness events. Well, first, Andy, I have to thank you for that feedback. It means a tremendous amount coming from you. It's not these aren't your first events. You've been going to idea events for I don't know how long, but a long, long time. So you've seen it and you've been through it. And and it's nice to know that we can still provide education that gives you new brain wrinkles, that makes you learn new topics and expands your repertoire. So I'm thank you for saying that. That means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. uh, Yes, you're right. They're all my babies. I, you know, I spend a lot of time, probably too much time working on trying to produce or provide education that I feel is relevant, timely, um, something that's going to help people in the, you know, for the future. Uh, but also to make sure that we give them what they want. So it's sort of like when you're a personal trainer, you, you know what your client needs, but also you want to give them what you want. So we really try to do have a mix of both of those things in this program. I think one of the main things that I wanted to get across with this is we really have to return to the individualized component of personal training. A lot of plug and play programs have been produced. There's a lot of, a lot of people want not the easy way out, but because their jobs are difficult to sort of simplify the process, but oftentimes that results in lack of quality service. And if you're going to keep people around for a long time, you need to individualize, you need to become sort of a concierge in what you provide. And we also have to realize that our people that we train and work with, they're not just muscles and tendons and fascia and bones. They are fully realized human beings that bring fears, emotional issues, biases, et cetera, to the table. And we also do the same thing. Oftentimes we place our own perspectives and color our clients' experiences for better or worse. And so that's something that I'm really trying to get across with this program. Mm -hmm. It's about critical thinking and learning how to Take what we have at PTI, let's say we've got a well-rounded glute training session, take that, but does that really apply to your client? It may apply to Jan over here, but it doesn't apply to Joseph over here. So you're using what you learn at PTI to then individualize the offerings that you have for your clients. Um, one of the sessions that I'm super excited about is Eliza Kingsford is going to talk about how you can't outperform your identity, that what you think about yourself is a significant barrier to your success. So if you have always historically been, I'm not a runner, I'm not a runner, you're never going to be successful at running, even mm -hmm. though you potentially could be. And so helping to understand what your client's identities are is going to help them overcome the barriers that they need to in order to succeed. And so, because that's self-fulfilling thinking, really. It's absolutely self-fulfilling thinking. And the same goes for, you know, people who have struggled to lose weight. Well, I'm always the fat person. Well, if you're always <laughs> the fat person, then you're probably never going to lose the weight that you want to lose. And also diving even deeper, is it really weight that you want to lose? Is there something that you're trying to get out of it aside from weight? Do you think that weight is going to be the thing that's going to make you happy? And so these are the kinds of topics that we will explore. Of course, you get the usual you know, the typical corrective exercise, all the things that we know that people want and need. Um, I'm particularly excited. You know, let me back up. There's another thing that we oftentimes fail to think or to understand, and that's to listen to our clients and to listen to what people are wanting. I was mm -hmm. that same webinar that I was in yesterday. One of the topics came up that was about this concept of fad fitness or circus without purpose. <laughs> because people are looking for fun, engaging activities that keeps them coming back. Now, maybe those might not be the most successful paths forward to help them achieve their particular goals, 
But what we want is them to come back. And eventually mm -hmm. they will see those goals if they're moving regularly, engaging in exercise on a regular basis. That's going to help them in a lot of different ways. And so it's important for us to listen to what they want, throw some fun in the game to make sure that they are having a good time. Because the last thing people want is to leave work where they've done chores all day to go fulfill another chore. Yeah, I mean, th put put fun on the menu for sure. If you if your your client leaves a session without having cracked a smile or laughed at least one time, then I think you've kind of failed. One hundred percent. And you know, it's a, again listening to what the client wants. You know, oftentimes, as and I've been guilty of this myself, working with clients, you see somebody who's carrying some extra weight or that you perceive as extra weight, you automatically think they're coming to you for weight loss, but maybe they want to gain strength. And so there's a session on the program that's talking about how to mm -hmm. prepare clients for big lifts. So a lot of times there is this misperce misperception that folks just want to lose weight or improve their appearance. When some people just want to learn how to lift heavy weights, they want to know how to do the Olympic lifts. They want to know how to power lift for the sole purpose of engaging in an activity that they want aside from any sort of physical change. I have to say, Ryan, I'm so impressed because I, I love this because I I have this huge issue with um, just celebrating thinness. I think it's just I'm I'm so over it and I'm, I'm over it, you know, in any you know publication. Um, and uh, I think it's really important what you just said about really understanding what people's goals are versus making an assumption on what you think people want, because historically that's what we're programmed to believe. And so I think that that's really cool. And I, I'm excited now to sit through that and see, because um, we have like a staunch rule in my house, you know, like we don't talk about people's bodies. We don't talk about anyone's, you know, we really try very hard. And, and when someone does, I was like, stop celebrating thinness. I was, you know, and so it's, it's something that we, my family, it's really hard at deprogramming. Yep. Um, and so it's, it's really good. And part of that comes from when you first meet with a new client, you know, of course we all have our biases and, and histories and perspectives on what we have seen in the past, the people that we've worked with, what we see in the media, et cetera. And we color, like I said, we color what we think our potential clients experiences are. And Joe Drake is going to lead a session on those first sessions. What does that look like? Does everybody need to go through a park queue? Does everybody need <laughs> to get on a scale to have some sort of baseline you know, for what their success will be in the future. How do we get to know them in such a way that we fully understand their whole human experience mm. and be able to develop personalized programs specific to them? Because again, not every assessment is for everybody. And so we need to really focus on tailoring instead of putting everybody through the same battery of tests, through the same protocols, one after the other, because it's only going to lend to reduced client success, reduced trainer success, reduced adherence, and a difficulty keeping clients on board. So it's really focused on trying to get as individualized and personalized as possible. I, th these are such great insider notes on the education. And I especially appreciate this whole concept of concierge or, you know, it's sort of a reminder of, hey, it's called personal training for a reason. Mm -hmm. Personal. Yes. Um, you know, as as my friend Charlie Houlihan always says, um, one size fits one. It's, you know, not every program is going to cookie cut fit everyone. That's why um, that's why we have sessions like this. And yeah. so it's great to be reminded of it. And um, I jotted some notes down for my podcast picks. So um, thanks for the overview on that. Um, and then as we sort of wind things up, a couple more questions here. I wanted, I thought it would be interesting for listeners to hear what goes into planning an event like this, from programming <laughs> to keynote to special networking events and, and the sponsors who will be joining us. How does all of this come together? I know it's quite a, a choreography and a dance. 
<laughs> That's a wonderful way to put it. Yeah, it's definitely, and it's difficult choreography. It's not, you know, it's not a two-step. It's, there's a lot of different steps that go into putting together this whole thing. You know, you nailed, you know, quite a few of the different aspects of it, but it's, you know, one of the things is I'll speak from the programming perspective. One of the things that I always aim to do is to try to bring on new to idea presenters, not necessarily that they're unqualified, new, fresh perspectives to idea, as well as make sure that we have some of our veteran pr presenters who have been there and done it for a long, long time. It's just important to have a variety of different perspectives because we know there are a variety of different people out there in this world, a variety of different types of trainers, fitness professionals, and then clients as end users that we need to understand that it's a holistic kind of a thing. And I it's, a, it's really, a dynamic industry too. Like we are continually yeah. changing and evolving. Exactly. And, and part of that, you bring up a good point. Part of that is, you know, we, we use data based on previous events to determine what was successful and perhaps what wasn't. And so we use that to inform it. But I always say like, we have to take that with a grain of salt because just because it was successful a year ago doesn't mean that it's going to be successful in the future. We learned that during this pandemic, everything switched to how do we be successful in a virtual format. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we have to understand. So that's a tricky part is trying to understand what the future will be, because that's part of what we're trying to do is understand trends and where we're going with this industry and then put this into an event and hope that people like it and hope that people want it and are interested in it. So there's a little bit of a crapshoot when it comes to putting this stuff together, but I rely on the education of the people that we bring forward, the topics that they do submit. And then I also spend a lot of time researching what is it that the consumer is taking mm -hmm. in what are they looking at what are they enjoying and then bringing that so that's sort of like the what fitness professionals need we think we know everything and we want to produce for our clients but we have to look at what clients are actually interested in so that's that's there's a lot of pieces that go into the programming puzzle and you know then there's equipment choices and room space and like the logistics <laughs> and all of those sorts of things that are difficult to then create this masterpiece or you know put together this huge puzzle into yeah. something that's cohesive and makes it so that we don't drive our operations team mad on site. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, you know, Ryan, Ryan is a lion's share of, you know, why I think the program is successful and what we bring to the table. I'm, I'm just a mere conductor, you know, who has an incredible orchestra, you know, and my team is, is so good at what they do and we couldn't do it without them. And I rely so heavily on their history and rich knowledge of, of idea and the past events. And so for, for me and what we do is, is, is basically in addition to Ryan is the thoughtfulness around how can we bring this enthusiasm, the safety and, you know, and, and create those raving fans that we want to keep coming back. And so that I would say is probably more my job, you know, with maybe the VIP events and the membership, you know, the membership benefit events. Um, but all in all, for me, it's a team. It's a total team collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'll just add my two cents here that I think our events team is is the best in the business, always has been, always will be. Um, there's uh -huh. just there's a real love and passion behind what we do and creating just a really fun, rich experience for every attendee and make it worth their while to, you know, they've, they've put their businesses on hold. We realize, you know, anyone who attends is kind of hit the pause button um, in terms of seeing their clients making money and they come to enrich themselves and, um, 
and have a good time. And we, we try yeah. to try to show them that. And so, walk away with that experience. And yeah. I, I would just add to that, you know, for those that are listening, if you're planning on attending the event, try something different. Don't just go to the thing mm -hmm. that you know that you love and you've been good at. Try to stretch your, your experiences a little bit. Try something new. Go into a behavior change session that helps you further enhance your client success. Try a new different type of workout that you've never experienced before just for the sake of doing something different to understand what it's like for clients to do new things. You know, expand your experience and and, and try new things. Totally. Uh, you know, I can't recommend that enough. Yeah, such a great point. Um, so before we sign off, are there any other details about the event you want to share or just parting thoughts in general uh, for our listeners? I'm just so excited. And I, I just want to say, you know, come up, introduce yourself to me. You know, I'm, you know, I'm new. I'm humble in this industry, too. I, I had barely learned all the acronyms. I'm, you know, taking it you know, one day at a time. And uh, but I want to I want to know who these people are, too, on an individual level. And I want to meet our presenters. And I, I'm really excited to also learn from them as someone who does, you know, and participates, you know, with a personal trainer and has my own, you know, rules and fitness. And so I've learned so much, even just sort of peripherally in the last year. So I'm excited for our own event. And so that makes, I think that's, that's hopefully that says something. <laughs> as, as you should be, it's going to be a yeah. blast. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to, to, for Marisa to experience the first event. I remember my <laughs> first event back in 2004 and I was blown away. Yeah. I didn't know that this kind of a thing existed. It was just so, there's no, like Sandy, I think you said this in the beginning, there's nothing like the idea energy when you're on site. It's just all these people that are jazzed to learn. They love movement. They have energy to spare. I don't know where they get it from. I want to find out. But they are just the most energetic, <laughs> inspiring, exciting people that you'll ever meet. Stories, like Sandy said, so many lived experiences that just are so inspirational. That's what, like, I, I get, like, goosebumps just thinking about the experience so and, cool. and, and what it's going to be like when we're there. Yeah, I, I'm going to date myself here, but it, the energy at an idea event is like, the, do you remember the old Bose commercial where the guy's sitting in the chair? Oh, yeah. And the speakers yeah. come on and his hair just blows back. This is going to blow your hair back, people. I love it. I love it. I love it. Blow it all back. <laughs> oh, well, this has been really awesome. Uh, you two. Thank you both for joining me today and helping us to kick off season three of the pro show. Um, and I will look so forward forward to seeing both of you at the event. Thanks for being here. Thank you Likewise. for including us, Sandy. Well, that winds up our conversation with Marisa Piper and Ryan Halverson. Check the show notes for details about the upcoming Idea Personal Trainer Institute and other resources mentioned on today's show. If you're not an IDEA member, learn more about how IDEA Fit Plus membership is truly the mastermind asset that fit pros everywhere are choosing to push their careers forward. If we can answer any questions about how you can enjoy all of IDEA's incredible benefits and career tools, please visit ideafit.com or call our inspired service team at 1-800-999-4332, extension 7. This is Sandy Webster signing off. Until next time, stay positive and keep inspiring the world with your special magic. Don't ever forget that you make a huge difference in the lives of others and that idea is here to support you in this critical purpose. Thanks for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Outside Inc. podcasting network. Many thanks to our executive producer, Jordan Leeds, and our engineer and editor, Mike Hilding. Copyright 2022, all rights reserved. Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.